my man Ricky Cordero's a natural. He just went Barry White on me. <laughs> What's up, fellas? Welcome to the show, man. Thank you, thank you. It's, uh, it's an honor and a privilege to be here. Nah, for sure, definitely. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about the show, man. What is the show about? What can people expect? Is it up, though? It, it, it was. Uh, it premiered um, the 23rd, right, of July? It was supposed to premiere on the 28th. Oh, sorry, 28th. And the, uh, the editor said that we needed a little more uh, time to give people like something that has never been seen before as far as cop shows. Okay. Okay. And uh, so he threw out that little, uh, I guess that master teaser. Teaser. Yeah, teaser. Yeah. And uh, I think it was pretty, pretty cool. But what's going to come is, is, uh, is something really different because I'm a former police officer. You know what? Listen, before you go any further, I, I was going to say kudos on that because Thank just you. on the trailer alone, the way you guys are holding the guns, the way you guys are turning the corners, being someone that was been chased by the cops. I said, yeah, these guys look like real cops. They're doing it for real. <laughs> no, but it was just it, it, you could tell the detail, the attention to detail is there. And I think and I also have buddies that are cops. They would appreciate that because it's depicting them, at least from what I've seen in a good light, you know. It's yeah. not the one hand because cops don't do that. No, no, absolutely not. I mean, you, you hit it on, the, you know, on the spot with uh, us, the details, because sometimes when you're out in the street, you tend to lose track of, you know, what your training uh, entailed. And there's been unfortunate uh, instances that cops have lost their lives for laxing. Gotcha. Or not being prepared to, um, you know, certain locations that are prone to like high violence, and when they get to these locations, they drop their guards, and it should be the, you know, the reverse. They should be really like high prepared. Alert. Yeah, on high alert. And uh, but this this uh, TV series um, that I created. Oh, you did? okay? It. Uh, it has a few uh, other people uh, that's entangled in it as far as writing behind the scenes, the crew members, and uh, they've been they've been doing excellent work. The episodes that are about to come out are more realistic in the sense of uh, through the eyes of the police officer. Okay. We're using them as a vehicle to represent suicide where the cops are driven all the way to the edge of being suicidal. Now, now, Rick, let me ask you, this is from personal experience. This is something that you've seen during your time on the force. Um, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a highly stressful job. And then given the climate of everything going on in the world, I could imagine it's even harder because no, sure. you go home and you're hearing all this negative stuff. But meanwhile, you're trying to bring peace and order. And, you know, if you have a couple of rotten apples, it shouldn't mess it up for everybody else, you know. True. But or, it's unfortunate you got a lot of cops that, or, that live in that gray because it's tough. Or, yeah. or, 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 or I'm mistaken. I don't want to go too too far left with it. But that Chinito cop that they put in him the in, Brown, in Brownsville or yeah. Brownsville or Bed, or Bed Stuy, they put him somewhere. Yeah, in the big houses. They, yeah. yeah, they put you don't put you don't put. A, a, a cop like that in that situation, yeah. you put more of a of a of a minor 
a minority, somebody that's been in the neighborhood, in the hood, they understand the that hood. That understands the no, hood. 100%. But that doesn't right. always that doesn't always translate too, because sometimes you you're you can't. What's that saying? You can't uh, judge a book by its, by cover. its cover. That guy could could have been badass. You don't you don't know you know what type of training no, or. Nah, but, the, but you, I understand what I you're saying, saying though. About like his skill set, yeah, more, of, more he, of like the understanding of, of the, the neighborhood and the culture. Yes, yeah. because there are certain things that 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 can be illegal like jaywalking is illegal mm-hmm. but it's something that people do that's overlooked because it's 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 harmless to the society so there's certain things that are part of the culture and part of the hood and the neighborhoods that more of like people like us would understand and be able to visualize and that can also stop problems before they happen and going back to the suicide point not just suicide among cops, but suicide in general. The rate of suicide has, has, gone, up. has gone up since COVID. Yes. Crazy. Um, and especially amongst males. So we're all men here now. Mm-hmm. So it's like male, the male rate of suicide is at its highest it's ever been. And it's, a, it's an interesting point. It's something that we like really wanted to touch on with the series is making sure that we highlight um, that if you need help, you reach out to people and you're trying to go through things because what stress looks like in, a, in, in normal day people, in everyday people, and just and how it can evolve to something much more than that. I, I got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm really glad to hear you guys saying this because I just thought it was a name for a series. I didn't know there was more to it. And I'm really glad that you guys could share that message because I yeah. think that's going to get on um, captivate even more people to be interested in the series. And like I said, from the trailer, it looks looks like it's well done. And um, I'm really interested in seeing it. And you're right. I did see the character. We're holding the series hostage. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I kind of figured that maybe you guys are doing some last minute fine tuning. You know, and some promo that you want to build it up to yeah. when you release it. Yes. You know, it, it, it'll, 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 it'll reach. Jolter. It'll re- yeah. you, There yeah. you go. And, it, you know, it's, you're there, our, we had a guest here uh when we had the, the Robert, the, the, no, the, uh, the 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 BJ from Z100. Oh, from uh, Mar- Martinez. He, he also spoke about. See, the, the, you guys are, are, are touching health. mental health. You guys yes. are tapping in something. I just saw. I just saw uh, a, a video. Um, I didn't see the fight, but I saw Danny Garcia moved up in in, in weight class, and he, and Jim Gray is interviewing him. You know, when when he won, he broke down. He said, "I've been away because." I've been depression, depression and anxiety has took over my life for a year and a half. Wow. And he started yeah. crying. Yeah. Let, let me say something in between what, you know, Zoe and what you have mentioned. It's worldwide. No, absolutely. And the reason why I kind of like scraped up my experience along with what's happening now was the reason that, well, the reason was for that because I had a, um former commanding officer that i think they promoted him to either one or two star chief he was not growing in rank Mm. he took his own life oh wow in a vehicle you know i stood watching that whole thing unfold and i broke down and i said look somebody that i knew that encouraged me to continue to be better yeah, and never think twice of, you know, what my training entailed to defend myself properly and legally, of course, mm-hmm. um, because we're seeing nowadays that cops are getting beat up and they're being um, outcasted, like uh, like we don't need them. But the reality is there is something brewing 
that I don't like saying this really too much, but the bow is going to break soon. It is. And it, is. Uh, it might be a, a, a short kind of term thing, but I think we're going to have some sort of civil unrest at, at some point. I mean, I don't like, you know, predicting anything like that, but I found that, you know, some of my things that I've predicted have become true. But what led to me writing the suicide series was the uh, former commanding officer that I knew taking his life. And you never noticed nothing on him or not. And that's the thing with us, with us men, uh, it's it's hard for us. And I speak to experience. It's hard for us to express. That's why you tapped on it perfectly to express how we feel. The vulnerability. Yeah. The vo- it's hard yeah. for us to be vulnerable because we're not, especially us minorities. Yeah. More so in that, in that field. Yeah. You're, you're a lot more so in that field. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sure. You're not supposed to. Men, yeah, you're not supposed to. Men. You're not supposed to uh, show vulnerability because that equals to weakness. Or yes. and in your in in a, in a police officer situation, I can't even imagine the 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 stress of of the line that I have to walk through. You you basically have to. The way I see it is, you basically have to uh, wait for something to happen for you to react yeah. and you still can't react yeah. fully fully let, let me let's like like touch base on that real quick um the first episode that is coming is coming soon okay it is really gonna dive in deep with the um the facts of how a police officer is on patrol and their partners are kind of like family it's not like, oh, you're just a friend. They're family yeah. and everything is out in the open. But then it gets to a point where it drives the cop personally off duty and on duty suicidal. Yeah. Wow. With things like, let's say, the partner uh, going through some stress with the wife, or maybe the other cop has a sick parent with cancer. Or one of the colleagues gets shot, and they bring that all mentally, like a recorder, constantly for the day and maybe a week or so. And when they get home, mm-hmm. they start to drink. Yeah, no, and, and you know what? That you really don't think about it, but it's true. If I'm in a squad car with you all day, all your drama is my drama now because you're downloading. I'm the only person you have to talk to during that eight-hour, ten-hour shift. So you're yeah. downloading, and then vice versa, and so you guys kind of share each other's pain. And it, yeah, no, and that's it, and it becomes, it's a really dope concept. It when you yours. think about it, huh? It yeah, no, exactly. Yours. My yeah. pain becomes yours. yours exactly. Becomes mine. And then, and then the fact, like, let's say that uh, Zoe plays a uh, criminal. Come on, Zoe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he plays pretty good. Pretty good criminal. He looks it. He looks it. <laughs> Why Joe couldn't uh, be the the guy with the, the Bible books the on the corner? Come the on, man. <laughs> you know, telling you know, the word of God. No, man. He plays pretty good criminal and a nonchalant criminal at that, man. Yeah. He, he's doing a good job. Yeah. And um, his take on it, man, it, it, it really, like, puts everything in a, a down spiral where you're like, how can this happen with, certain events that take place when uh, Zoe is playing the character 
and we got people that are at stake like you know who's to say that maybe innocent people you know will lose their lives during this uh you know episode that that we're doing and and it's all realistic i've brought to the to the forefront what people have not done before okay meaning that a day on patrol i bought it out on writing it's not make-believe sure uh, uh what was the name of the show Zoe, that uh was on before with malik yoba and uh, oh uh, new york new york city. undercover, new york undercover. It, it, uh, dick scott he's a wonderful you know writer and uh director but for me that was a lot of like not real realistic, realistic stuff, stuff okay that would happen you know like what i'm about to show but you know it's funny you say that rick because when i was when i did see that little trailer i almost got the vision of dick wolf i'm thinking like hill street blues like it's almost like that gritty you feel like all right we're going you hear the door slamming and it's it's like not it's not polished it's like real like we're in, in the gutter in the and we're going through it and the these are, and these are what these guys are dealing with on a daily basis like that line with you and uh marquise you're in the car mm. and you say yo can i trust you and you, oh and you chuckle you <laughs> we'll <laughs> see so, <laughs> good point and, and, good and point another thing that was that's huge is uh which was which was missing i think in a lot of like tv shows now is the, the chemistry between the characters and the contrast so you have personalities like we we're talking about like the athlete uh, the alpha male and that masculinity mm-hmm. is uh very bravado is the other cop uh, marquise who's played by marquise uh is a very bravado cop who's like more of like in it for the heroism and the you know and then that's marquise have, uh quinones marquise by the way yeah. marquise, and then we have ricky who's uh more of a veteran thing and he's more of like trying to do things with his mind and control things like being smart and sort of thinking out the situation and how those things can lead to a clash. It's clash and the personalities lead to different situations. Mm-hmm. And it shows because those are real personalities that people portray on an everyday basis. And we and uh, we did a good job of writing the characters to fit the personality of everyday people. And to be clear, uh, for those out there listening, we're not taking stance on anything. We're giving you what I believe he's bringing to the table is an inside look on what goes through my mind what goes through my life as a police officer yes that it's not you know every listen you got right you got bad apples on both sides it, it happens it, it is what it is but for those listening it's not that we're taking a stand it's for to get an understanding yes of what what goes on in the majority of the of the of the, of the situations of their real lives exactly and, and it's it's lacking the understanding is um for me like we i, I know we probably all grew up in uh, minority neighborhoods where the police is looked down upon. Like you know, what I'm saying we're looking at them as the opposition versus rather than people that are coming yeah, help to us. help us. And a lot of people in my neighborhood still look at the police that way and are continuously looking at the police that way. We're trying to show um, from both sides what it's like to be in people. And not every, not like you said, not every cop is a bad cop. Exactly. So it's it's funny you said that because he had touched on like you know like your prediction for me. When I grew up, there was an officer that walked that beat. He knew everybody on my block. We had a little makeshift hoop, even with his uniform on, gun and everything, he'll shoot the ball with us. I think that time 
has kind of changed how the police used to patrol the area. There always used to be a cop in the area that knew everybody, and he could kind of like diffuse the situations before they before escalated. They escalate, yeah. Oh, that's Maria. I know Friday night she likes to drink. I'm going to just talk to her and bring her back home yeah. so it doesn't have to escalate. Yeah. You know, and I think that's where the cops kind of got to go back. Yeah, they're patrolling some of these areas, but they're not interacting with the people. It's like if I'm going to go there and I'm going to guard you and I'm going to tell you what you can't do, there's not I, that, that connection. You can I, need to develop I'd like that connection. to say something, uh, you know, in, in regards to that. Um, you're right. The, uh, the old days that we used to see where uh, your cop that would do police com community policing mm -hmm. has uh, has been lost because of so many uh, changes that we have gotten in the law. Let me let me let me just like regress back. I remember when I was like 12 years old and I was in elementary school and I didn't even know what was acting or writing or directing or nothing like that until one of my uh, elementary school teachers said, hey, Rick, uh, you're playing this part. And I was like, wait a minute, I don't know how to act. She said, no, you're going to do it, and you're going to play a bully. I was like, okay, this is my first speaking role. So I got on stage, and I did a simple line and jumped off and ran off. And I said, I think I can do this. So as I, like, you know, went through the hoops, uh, I became a police officer. First before that, I, would, I was a Marine. And uh, things started leading into working with different actors. So when I was on the set with um, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, and uh, Clarence B. Vance. Oh wow, that's the Law and Order. The the, the yeah, the that's Goma Pyle. Uh, exactly. And yeah, the, uh, from Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, yeah and, I, uh, I really the Law and really Order guys took uh, a liking to you know being on the set, and they had explained to me, listen, you know, just keep loving the craft, you know, be yourself, and learn. And I was very young. Um, I learned from Julia Arts, uh, Lee Strasberg, William Greaves uh, Acting Studio, and here and there, you know, through schools and everything. But when I got on a set with um, Sarah Jessica Parker uh, for Sex in the City, that kind of gave me the understanding that we're free to grow in any way we want, writing, mm -hmm acting directing being even a tv or a radio host like yourself um and i said you know what this is exactly what i want to do just you know reach into it so when i became a cop and um, i saw the level of danger in that in that job I said, wait a minute, somebody got to know about this. So sometime later, as I uh, retired from uh, the police department, I started getting into, you know, writing and stuff like that. And to put the actual physicality and the mentality of what the characters should be like 
when um, when I write. So the crazy thing about it is um, when Zoe is saying, you know, and yourself about we're losing or we have lost um, that cop that used to be there mm -hmm. on the street, you know, with the minority neighborhood yeah, and stuff neighborhood like that. It's absolutely true. It's, it's, it's not just now. It's been gone yeah. for a Quite while. Time. Yeah. I say about 15 years. Could and be even more. True. And you Could know, be more. Yeah. Rick, but you know what's crazy, though? What I associated with from a kid is respecting somebody in uniform yes. because of my interactions with those cops and just seeing them and how they were received in the neighborhood. It was, you know, it was just, I don't know, it was just a different time. I know things are a lot different now. Everybody's on the internet and it's a little more impersonal, but I, yeah. I appreciated that. And I, because and I, when I hear kids kind of lash out or talk, I'm like, man, how can you be disrespectful to, you know, somebody in uniform? Yeah. He's here to help us. Because you know what? When, when, the hit, when the shit hits the fan, who are you going to call? <laughs> You're going to call them. Not, exactly. Not so, Ghostbusters. Not Ghostbusters. <laughs> exactly. So, Rick, you know, uh, Rick and Joe, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the series. So yes. how many episodes do you guys have uh, recorded so far? And will this be an ongoing thing, like season one into season two? Like, you know, what are the inner workings? So right now we have uh, six episodes. Yes. Six, we're halfway through the, the first season. Okay. Um, yeah. This is a 12-episode season. We're looking to do more seasons, obviously. Uh, so it's going to come out. The, the series is amazing. It's halfway through. Okay. Um, the first six episodes were written by Ricky. The next six episodes are going to be written by Marquise. By, by Marquise. Okay. Um, so, it's, you know, you're going to see the two different styles of writing and, um, you know, then intermingle and sort of fill out that full season. We have a lot of great cast people on there, uh, and we're excited. We're excited nice. about Is Marquise an ex-cop, too? Uh, no, but he has sort of like a personal experience through his dad being a former Marine. Okay. okay. So he was brought up with that uh, strict, uh, you know, uh, do this military. Yeah, yeah, military do push before dinner type yeah. thing. And maybe, maybe yeah. experienced a little bit of the mental health side, you know, with the with the yeah. depending on the PTSD and, yes. and whatever, you know. So, but to tell you about a little more with the series, the meat and the potatoes, <laughs> um, the first six episode or episodes. Um, they're really deep rooted in where I've taken the script away from the actors. And I'm going to explain this to you right now. I was telling Zoe not too long ago that I like to use the skill set that each actor has to improvise. Because every time you give them lines, they're scared. They might mess up and they take because and they robotic, take. right? And also, they're expected to hit some particular, uh, like feeling a nerve with the people around them, and that's not what it's all about. It's about showing what your skill set is in the improvised sense that you can go right into your lines. So. Every episode that you're going to see from one to six is going to be explosive. Nice. Because we took the best out of the actor, whether they wanted it or not. I got it out of them 
and he's my witness. We had uh, one episode where we were in the park, right, in the basketball, playing yeah. basketball. We had these two guys back and forth that they're supposed to be friends. And uh, I, I don't want to, like, you know, give you any, you know, spoil, you know. But uh, it, it got explosive. Okay. It almost looked like realistic, like they were really going to go that, at it. But that's what you do when you take the script away. That's yeah. right. So you, you, you already know. You already have a vision. Yes. So that's what exactly what you do when, when you take it. You give them the little, okay, this is what. Let me start uh, you off with. You give them the outline. Right. Okay, now. You ready? Okay, now. Exactly. Do your thing. Exactly. I, I remember uh, hearing John Singleton talk about that. I, I forget what movie it was, but he would try to get his actors to that level, that level where he goes, there's no faking now. When somebody's watching that, that's real. Exactly. That's happened. It's it's dynamic. And by taking away the handcuffs, you're letting that freedom happen. Even with Quincy Jones and the Fresh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air with the scene with uh, Will Smith and um, uh, hey. Uh, the uncle where they're oh yeah 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 and they're talking he was Will Smith talks about that years later like how he tapped into his real emotions that his father actually left him and you know that was a real scene between the two of them and it was completely improvised and improvised yeah, yeah. I, improvised I, 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 that, I saw that I saw that, that wasn't scheduled to be like that and sometimes you really look at it and there's a bunch of moments uh they come out to be the best parts of these movies or TV shows is like when the improvisation is done right. And people were able to just uh, be themselves and who they want to be. Exactly. And access those deep parts of their character and really connect to the person. No, that's that, no, that's up yeah. Quick question, though. So what are you guys are envisioning with this show? Is it something where you're going to park on YouTube for a little while until you find somewhere else to kind of move it, like a, a Hulu or, or maybe Amazon so, or Tubi? Originally, we were, we were uh, planning. So the first episode, it was uh, going to come out on YouTube. The rest of the episodes should be are planning to uh, come out on Amazon Prime. Yes. Okay, okay, nice. So okay. Going forward, Sorry, we want to give the the audience a taste bring of them in, the, yeah. uh, bring them in and get them hooked because the first episode is completely amazing. All episodes are amazing, but the first episode is just it's fire. Uh, it's just as it should be. No, it is. Yeah, it's it is. fire. It is really fire Listen. because not because I'm in it. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, more, more, more so because you're there. But yo, just but, just with your props alone because. Yeah. You have a real police car. You guys are wearing real police gear. I said, and "Wow, this is this got a real feel to let, it." Let me tell you a little story about that. Yeah, I mean, hey, don't don't incriminate yourself. No, no, no. <laughs> but in all reality, um, being that I'm retired and everything like that, it still doesn't give me like the authorization to just go buy a hundred uniforms and, and yeah. all that because I can get in trouble. I can imagine, exactly. yeah. But I do have the authorization to get individually actors things, but I will hold on to them so they won't get into any trouble. Yeah. Gotcha. You're um, responsible for I'm it. Responsible. Yeah, you're responsible for so, it. And, and let me tell you, um, we've gotten some heat in the beginning, but now everything is good with the mayor's office. Awesome. Oh, really? Shout wow. out to uh, Eric Mayor Adams. Eric Adams. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and uh, it, it wouldn't have been possible if they wouldn't have given us the green light with the permits. Really? Wow. Yeah, because if you're out there and you're swinging around with a fake prop gun and mm. a shield, you're going to get lot of arrested. Shit, a lot of shit can happen. A lot of shit yeah, can go down. They can call real cops and the, you get shot. The, and those yeah. permits are hard to come by. Very hard yes, to come by. Yes, yes, yes. They yes. don't give them out easily. And, so uh, and that's really like yeah. what we're saying is like the the it's just like we have so many different advantages creatively 
um with that being said like just just that it offers that realness and it's very different than a lot of cop shows that come out because we're accessing real live props real live situations having um officers on on set helping with yes. um, you know the, some of the uh like what you were talking about, the proper procedure and things like that. And right. The, way to do the it. demeanor and everything. Yeah, Just, no, no. They and are good. You said That's a line. That's the TV there. unit. Shout out to NYPD TV unit. You you said something. Um, You turn around like the crowd is coming and you're dispersing the crowd. But you use lingo that cops actually really use. you like, I, I forget the line, but I'm looking. I said, There's a cop I believe, it's believable. Yeah, There's a cop killer on the Yeah, list. yeah. <laughs> oh, so I, I, I like do it verbatim, right? There's a cop killer on the loose. Spread out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you turned around. It's like, why are you guys still standing here? Run. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what's crazy? That that was improvised. Was it really? Yeah. That really drove that scene home. You were there. Yeah. Yeah, point, was, right? yeah. He was filming. And uh, I kind of like, like I, I dropped my hands. I was like, you guys are killing me doing it so naturally. Nice. Because when you improvise, you don't know who's going to give you a Jackie Gleason performance, a um, Will Smith performance, mm -hmm. or anyone. You know, you don't know Gene Hackman performance. You don't know who's going to bring that scene to light. Yeah, exactly. So um, I, I, I'm like one of the old school guys that. Uh, uh, I remember Zoe telling me when we were doing the uh, scene in the uh, basketball uh, courts, uh, oh, you're coming out of retirement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love doing um, stuff like explosiveness, acting like Gene Hackman, um, Jack Nicholson, mm -hmm. um, and, and, and actors like that, that they build up their character based on just the line yeah so i'm, I'm good that's with doing yeah, that that's, that's, that's i big. use everything around me like if there's something that i can slap yeah. i'll use that as like the, the muse yeah to just bring it in yeah and you know that's that's pretty much how i work so as of right now do we have a, a date no date yet uh no date as for far that, as for, for that pilot episode on youtube not yet but it, it is i believe this week that's supposed to be like we airing. should know. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why don't make sure you guys get back to us so we can let everybody know when no, it's going to sure. drop. Yeah, that's right? Absolutely. Uh, we got two minutes before we get out of here. I want you guys to plug any handles where people can find you, where they can look for you. Go ahead. It's where all yours. Can find a series. Yours. Uh, on Instagram, you can find me at Heartbreak Influence or uh, Heartbreak Media is the name of my company. So you can find me there. Uh, stay tuned for updates and stuff like that. Um, you can find me. I am Ricky Cordero. On Instagram, uh, the whole series is going to be on Facebook, Instagram, I think TikTok. TikTok as sure. as a nice. reminder when it's about to come out, which I'm going to let you guys yes, also absolutely. know. Please, um, but I think it's going to hit. I think it's a uh, uh, YouTube Red. Yeah, YouTube Red to try to like bring a bigger you audience. know audience, oh. mm -hmm. and then the Amazon Prime is just parked, is ready. Okay, nice. so we're just waiting for that to happen. All right. Your your company because I, I I I briefly went on it. What do you guys do 
the iHeart Media. So what is uh, it? Heartbreak Media Heartbreak is, uh, is a media production company. So uh, we do we have a network of uh, different podcasts and stuff like that. We also host events and have different things in that aspect. But it's a, it's a network of like podcasts okay. oh, uh, and in the new form media. So YouTube uh, channels, uh, TikToks, and different things like that are all on there. So HeartbreakMedia.com. Uh, you can find all those updates and stuff like that. Awesome. Just and so you host parties too, right? Yes, we're having a pool party uh, August 28th. In oh, Brand shit. Oh, shit, Zo. Uh -oh. We got to go. Everybody naked? Or? Speedo, Zo? No, 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 Respect no, the game? We're going to no, go naked or not? Cheeks out? Cheeks out? No Speedos, but it is going to be it's gonna be a crazy time. So I hope you guys pull up. If you guys come out, you know what I'm saying? That'll be cool. Be uh, my company's called Taino Pictures, like the Indians. And uh, we just got a website that uh, we acquired the name because it was hard to get the name dot com. Mm -hmm. We got it. So we're going to be working on it to let all the new actors, writers and everything on there to display what's going to come. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, that's Ricky Cordero and Zoe. Make sure to check them out. The series is called Suicide, Suicide. on YouTube, hopefully within the next week. I'm excited. You guys should be excited. Definitely check it out. Thank Peace, you. everybody. Peace. Peace. Thank you. I see there's something burning inside you Oh, inside you In your eyes I know it hurts to smile, but you try to Oh, you try